welcome to Politics and Bros. This is the podcast where two guys who spent their careers on the inside of federal politics and government are now on the outside and only have each other to talk about how things are going. Today is Sunday, January 28th, 2024, and this is episode 74. I'm your co-host Pete, and with me as always is Howell, my very good friend and confidant and at times secret lover. Lover. (laughs) It's not so secret anymore. (laughs) Happy Happy New Year. Can I still say Happy Happy New Year? Yeah, you should. I don't know that. I don't know that we've spoken since uh, I don't it became twenty twenty four. Maybe texted a little bit, um, but uh, I think we did anticipate quite a break over the holidays, and so you know, happy New Year. Hope you're happy New Year, buddy. It's good to yeah. good to see you. I'm glad uh, things are so well. You've been doing a lot of traveling with um, your um, athletic daughter. Uh well, I did do some traveling. We were in Florida last weekend. Um, for some soccer, but I got to check out Universal Studios. Have you ever? Oh, nice. Have you ever been to Universal? I've never been to Universal Studios. I had never been either. Um, oh. I I can honestly say that the uh, the Velocicoaster, Jurassic Park Velocicoaster, was nice. the most fun I've ever had on a a uh, a uh, a roller coaster. Does um, Does it have you situated in in like a in like in a unique way, like laying down or no, no, oh, okay. no. Um, it's not like Superman at, uh, uh. at, uh, Six Flags or whatever, but yeah. it was just really fun, like exhilarating and not even scary. It's just exhilarating. Hmm. Um, there's also, right uh, the, if your kids are into Harry Potter, there's a lot of Harry Potter stuff. Um, and <clears throat> there's one particular ride, the Hagrid's, I don't know what it's, it's Hagrid's ride, but we had to wait two hours to ride that. Oh my God. Um, but it was really good. But it was you're kind of you're at the end. It's like two minutes. You're like, uh, was that really worth two hours of my life? But yeah, um, we were there, and the kids wanted to do it. So it's it's funny to say that because if my you know if my kids could do their what we're into segment, um, it would probably be Harry Harry Potter at this point because they just started oh, doing yeah. the movies. Teddy's been reading. He read the first book a while back, and now he's back into it. So he's reading. Uh, the second book, and he's going to read them all. But they've started doing the movies as a group, the three of them, the, on the weekends. They'll do like a movie night with pizza and all that, and they'll sit and um, watch the Harry Potter movies. So that's I think that's he what does they it with say. friends. No, it's just it's the three oh. kid, my three kids. The, oh, the, nice. Yeah, they so. uh, they start to get kind of scary towards the end. Is uh, your youngest? Uh, it uh, actually it freaks Leah out more. Um, oh, James, really? the, the little one, is he seems to be fine. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, yeah I mean, it, it gets a little it, bit more. There's scary. a lot of like a lot of death and stuff towards the end. That's a little, yeah. Uh, um, a little. They bit already hate Malfoy, through. which I think is funny. <laughs> well, uh, they will we'll probably be wanting to go to Universal, and I have to say, all the Harry Potter stuff was great. Um, nice. So that was a that was a highlight in addition to being down there for soccer and addition to seeing the sun, which we haven't seen here in Chicago much. Yeah. Um, uh, so it came anyway. out for like a hot minute today. Yeah. And it just it was like 20 minutes. Right? Yeah. I mean, I, I will like, say oh. at least it's oh, it's gone. It, at least it's not like 10 degrees, but no. yeah. it's almost worse because it's like just rainy and foggy. Yeah. I'd, it'd be nice if there was like snow, but whatever. Um, what's up it's with just you? Muddy now. What's up with you? None. We did uh, over the New Year holiday. We went on a Disney cruise, so that was nice. Oh. Um, did you five do day, the five day? Did Disney you do the cruise? one out of Orlando or uh, Cape Canaveral? No, we did the one out of uh, Fort Lauderdale. Okay, so did That's, you go over uh, to like 
the Disney Island and everything? We did. It was uh, um, cast, Castaway Key. Castaway Key. We did two. Actually, there were two. So you, the first stop was Nassau. And then the next day was Castaway Key. And then the next day was oh, nice. a day at sea. And then the, the next day was another day at Castaway Key. Oh, and you then went back. back. And then back to um, Fort Lauderdale. But I'm glad uh-huh. we did two days at Castaway Key because the first day was overcast. It was kind of chilly. Uh, I still got in the water. Um, I think me and uh, me and James did. James doesn't care. He loves, doesn't matter how cold the water is, he'll jump in. Uh-huh. Um, but the second day was was just marvelous. Like, it was 80, like perfect like blue skies you know you could see all the fish um swimming around yeah that island is is amazing we didn't get off the (laughs) ship at nassau because i just didn't have a lot of wait what's the backstory of that island it was like a wasn't it like a drug it or (laughs) there is um, there is an airport and an airstrip for like prop planes because it was one of the jump off it was one of the jump off points for the median cartel yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, yep. right. <laughs> and, and when and it got seized, they bought it for like pennies on the dollar or something, it, right? Yeah, and the, it's still, it's a Bahamian island, but Disney's got a 99-year lease on it. So it's, yeah. they okay. it's, they so maintain they, it, they police it Yeah. Um, with the help of, I think, the Bahamian like Coast Guard or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And it has, there are residents, there are people, Disney employees right. that live on that island full time. There's like, yeah. uh, I think, a hundred of them. Yeah. Um yeah. and it's, it's not crazy. a very big island, but no. They only use I think they only use 7 of like the 400 acres and the rest is all protected. Mm. Um Yeah, did but... you go over to the adult side at all? No, we just stayed okay. at the first beach just because it was convenient. We found a we found the sweet spot. There was like this one spot on the beach where it was a perfect triangle from the water to the bathroom to the food to the bar. <laughs> it was like right there. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's cool. So sorry, folks. We're I I honestly have not talking talked to Pete, and so we're yeah. just literally catching up. But I um, cannot uh, recommend the Disney Cruise more. I've not been on a cruise since I was like twelve or thirteen, so it was fantastic. We we liked it. We liked it too when we did ours. Um, Which ship did you do? I don't. It was, this was in two thousand nineteen, so I don't okay. know. Um, we left out of Cape Canaveral. Uh, I, I yeah. We I mean I think I thought it was really well done. The only thing I would say is that our kids were never super into Disney. So it was like kind of, they, they didn't, they didn't even take advantage of a lot of that stuff other than like yeah. watching free movies. Um, yeah. So we could have just done a normal cruise, but I thought it was really well done. And uh, yeah, I would recommend it too, especially for kids. If, if your kids are into Disney. Yep. Well, let's, uh, uh let's move into let's, let's things. Let's catch up on shit. Let's catch up on stuff. Um, okay. I Lead think, I think we have um, our presumptive Republican nominee for president. <laughs> Maybe we should start we with that. Yeah, I well, before we broke for the break, I said next time we talk, we'll have at least had Iowa, and now we've had Iowa and New Hampshire. And New Hampshire. Um, uh, the the good people of Dixville Notch all unanimous for Nikki Haley. Um, Was that the first people that that yeah. reported in New Hampshire? Yeah, it's six <laughs> six voters. And all yeah, six of them went for that. Nikki Haley. I wonder if they all got like in a room together and like, uh, so what are we doing here? Yeah, <laughs> and, right. What's our message? Um, <laughs> I no no real surprises though. I mean, I guess uh, you know the surprises were kind of like who dropped out before, and um, yeah, you know, every what, what, Iowa was everyone, but DeSantis, Haley, and Trump, and then New Hampshire was just Haley and yeah. Trump. 
DeSantis has done a lot of harm to his brand. Um, and I've, from what I've been told from, from friends and colleagues that work in Florida, like there's, there's a lot of people who feel Republicans who think there's blood in the water in Florida with DeSantis now, because it just, I mean, he was because he's turned on Trump or because he's turned on the establishment. I, I think it's because he turned, I think a lot of it is that he turned on Trump. He took the gamble um, and turned on Trump to a certain extent and then endorsed him and then endorsed him. (laughs) And I think all of that taken into, you know, one collective piece, he's, he's weakened himself to a point where I think there's a lot of people who think he's vulnerable in other ways. Um, I don't know what his plan is after this term, what he's going to do, but, um, you know, I, he's going to have trouble have term limits for governor. I can't remember. I don't think it, I don't think Florida does, but I'm, I don't quote me on that. I can, we can look that up and verify that um, later. Um, but, well, um, I, I mean, he still has to lead the state for the rest of this term. And I, it's sure. kind of like, I don't think he's got a lot of juice right now. Yeah. He's kind of um, a lame duck. I think he's, yeah, he'll, I think he'll be a lame duck for a while, but, um, Probably. He was pretty lame to begin with, if you ask me. But, um, what do you? Uh, so Haley did about as expected in kind of in kind of each. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> the thing that I I noted in in kind of each state in the exit polls, a lot of Haley voters said they would never vote for Trump. Um, yeah, and so I think that's a. That's an interesting story to follow as we move towards a general election because I think that could be a real vulnerability um, for Trump. But I, I don't know how to square that with the general election polls that say you know Trump is leading Biden or whatever. But anyway, what do you think is um, next for Haley? I mean, she's probably going to go get crushed in South Carolina, right? Yeah, I mean, it's looking like it's going to and. I think, you know, she is starting to make these accusations, and I think that they're pretty well-founded, that the RNC had been sort of tipping the scales for Trump from the very beginning, which I think is probably, you know, should have been obvious. But um, just now bringing it to light, I think, was kind of interesting, especially in the fact that he wasn't participating in any debates and was basically didn't need to. Um, and the mm. RNC really didn't make any, boo, you know, boo about it. And then, then came the whole um, potential for a presumptive nominee resolution from the RNC um, before Haley even had dropped out. And they've kind of backed away from that just because it kind of it, the look wasn't that great. But they didn't, they don't need to do that. So they don't. Well, need yeah. What would what would have been the nominee. point of that other it, than to try to force her out? Essentially, it, right, right. And I, that's probably exactly what it is. Um, but, you know, she's like, are, we're, are we really going to determine, you know, only after two states who the nominee is going to be? And it's like, well, like, well, your path is not really there anymore. You know, you, I, it, it definitely put up a good fight. But um, well, did she, though? Because you all know, things considered, I, she, I would say so. But if she really wanted to win, she should have been attacking Trump. And she. Yeah. And been, I think she, I, I mean, I think she has she, until late. Not she, she's the only thing she said is he drove up deficits and he's old and chaos follows him. But then but then she says the chaos of Trump cannot replace the chaos of Joe Biden. Like she tries to equivocate and like she mm-hmm. won't full, fully attack him. Now, I think she's attacked him in the last couple of days, especially um, what did I see? She said um, anyway, but I, I just feel like she kind of was like she was 
holding punches throughout and it and now she's trying to throw them and it's too late Mm -hmm. yeah i mean she was she was starting to question his mental capacity um because he was saying some kind of confusing things where that there's that whole thing where he was confusing nancy pelosi with uh nikki Haley with nancy pelosi you know when talking about january 6th and a few other things it was it's kind of strange um but um i think we've always known that he's been a little off his rocker um what did you anyway, think about so. uh, Tim Scott's kneeling before the the king and kissing the ring and tra- <laughs> and betraying his state mate? Uh, she must be furious about. Oh, she's got to be so angry at him, especially because she's the one that put him in that seat. Um, most right. people don't remember that when yes. when Jim when uh, my old boss, former Senator Jim Dement, uh, resigned his seat to take over as president of Heritage Foundation. Um, Nikki Haley was governor of South Carolina and she appointed Tim Scott, then a congressman to the Senate seat. Um, so yeah, I bet she's a little pissed. Um, I'm, I've, I will, I'll say this. I am very disappointed in Tim Scott. Uh, I expected who could have seen that coming. I mean, I, I'm not disappointed necessarily in the fact that he endorsed Trump. I mean, that's kind of, I felt that was probably kind of expected in a way, you know, you know, sad, but expected, but really the way he's done it, the way he's been since I just, I don't know. I really expected way more out of him. Um, You can't, he can't sit there and think that, that Donald Trump relates to Tim Scott's story and how Tim Scott got where he was. And you, you, I mean, honestly, I mean, at least me, I would want to pick a candidate. I would, I would want to endorse somebody who, whose life story in some way mirrors mine, or at least that candidate understands where I came from and can uh, empathize with it. And, you know, but that clearly isn't what happened here. And maybe Tim Scott's hoping for, some kind of a cabinet post who knows um i have no idea but you know he's engaged happy you know congratulations to him and his uh, future bride um he got engaged on the beach oh, I, in, I, in charleston I, I saw something about that but i didn't i thought it was a joke oh yeah no <laughs> no that's if lindsey graham got engaged that would be a joke <laughs> okay um but uh, no tim scott's been dating this woman for a while um but so good for him congrats uh but yeah. I now think, it's I, really I, funny the the jockeying for who's like thinking they're going to be the vice president under Trump now. That's going to be a funny thing to watch, I think. Um what? It's like Christy I mean, Nome is what Nikki, a lot of people Nikki, Nikki Haley is still being thrown out there, but I can't imagine he would no. ever take her at this point. He's been calling her bird brain. How can he yeah. How can he He's been making fun of her Indian name. He's been calling her a bird brain. How can he even Yeah. Uh, of course, he has no, no uh, shame in going ba- going back on it. But I doubt doubt he would nominate her at this point. There is there is a, a there was a rumor, and it might, it's a couple weeks old, so I don't know if it's fizzled out. There was a rumor that that Team Trump really wants Vivek Ramaswamy, um, like the staffers yeah. in there. But that, that Christy people. But Christy Nome is uh, the odds-on favorite, oh, the really? governor governor of South Dakota, apparently. Um. Elise Stefanik. Uh, oh yeah, and then Elise Stefanik's her, name shakes her head somewhere. Yep, Elise Stefanik has been thrown out there too. I think that'd be fun. she is what a freaking one eighty she has taken in the last four years. Um, my God. Yeah. But um, mm-hmm. how many how many years has she been in Congress? She came in in twenty. 
14. She worked on the Romney oh. Ryan campaign, and then I think she ran. So she's been she's been in Congress for I think almost 10 years. How old is she? Is she like 40? She's young. She's uh, she might be 40. Okay. She might be 40. Look it up. Um, yeah, we gotta look that up. But she might be 40. Yeah, she was uh, a staffer. Um, she was assigned to Paul Ryan on the 2012 presidential campaign. She did work under him uh, on his team, and then um, she'll be she 40 ra- in July. 40 in July, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so I think she got elected. I think she was elected in 14, started serving in 15. Gotcha. And yeah. that in that midterm. Well, this is all fun stuff we have to look forward to as we move into the general. I think, I think I saw or heard that Nikki Haley is polling down 30 to uh, yeah. Trump in South Carolina. Would she stick around after South Carolina? Why, why would you do that if you get beat by 30? What's the point? I mean, if she has... Uh... I do well, and the other thing too is that her donors have already been threatened by Trump. Like he's going right. to find out who her donors yes. are and blackball them that. or whatever. Yeah. Like, give me a fucking break. Um, if she's got like a a team of pretty dedicated donors, I mean, I, she maybe could keep it going for a little bit longer, maybe a couple more well, primaries. I, I don't even see why you would do it because you know you're not going to win at that point. Yeah, yeah I think um, it would. Honestly, it would, I think it would just be uh, to have an alternative, to have something else to vote vote for. Um. But yeah, yeah, I, I th- you're right though. I think the end result it, it just doesn't change anything at all. Um, so Sad. we can, so we can think about you know we're moving towards Trump Biden in the general. I know the Biden camp wants to move towards that. Um, <clears throat> let's just talk about a little bit about uh, the idiocracy that um, that you know we would live in and. and you know, Trump, some of the things Trump said, some of the, um, <laughs> um, I know you, you know, we're go, we're kind of going through it right now with, um, uh, the, the border stuff. Um, I actually wanted to bring this up because I think this issue really does encapsulate kind of everything that is crazy or insane about our politics at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've got <clears throat> you've got what the GOP calls a crisis at the border um, occurring every day, and by all intents and purposes, something does need to get done. Um, you, it's now being tied to aid for Ukraine, which I think is um, essentially run out at this point. Not run out, but there's nothing to deliver them at this yeah. point. Uh, as well as Israel, um, you have people on the left interrupting Biden uh, appearances with um, yeah. ceasefire ceasefire yep. uh, calls. Um, and then you have some professionals trying to get stuff done, like the Biden team, James Lankford, uh, Chris Murphy are trying to knock out a deal. And then you have the Speaker of the House saying things like, well, we really probably should wait, maybe wait. If we don't get our bill, we're going to wait till Trump um, gets elected so that we get the bill we want, which in reality they never will get because they need a 60, you need a 60 uh, vote veto or I'm sorry, um, filibuster proof. Uh, yeah. First Senate vote. Um, 
and to me, it looks like, and then you've got Trump coming in saying, I'd rather have no bill than a bad bill. So he'd rather, he'd rather, he's telling them he'd rather not have the problem, any part of the problem solved, even chip away at it, than have something that he could come in and institute for a win for himself. So it's, it's what I hate about politics. And I know you've talked about this before, but it's literally putting politics above doing something above country, uh, above country. And you've got, you've got Biden coming a long way on this to saying he will shut down the border. He will use the powers given to him to shut down the border, which I'm sure pisses off, uh, part of his base. Um, and you've got willing to compromise. And now because you've got the crazy orange guy saying, don't do this, it'll be bad for me. Um, it, why would we hand the Democrats a win during an election year? And so as a result, probably nothing will get passed. Yeah, it's... Um, I mean, immigration has, has been the third rail of politics for a while now. Um, and because nobody... It's, it's, it's more the same. I mean, I think even under... Um, Obama, it was a lot of the same stuff as well, that it was more politically advantageous to put off doing anything and to demagogue it than to actually come up with some sort of solution. Um, you know, I feel like I agree that securing the border should be priority number one, but that shouldn't get in the way of good policy in terms of what you do with the millions upon millions of undocumented migrants, immigrants, illegal aliens, whatever you want to call them that are currently in the country. Um, and then I do, you know, even though you know, on the flip side too, even though that I think governor Abbott in Texas has been playing um, politics by busing and flying migrants out of Texas. I do think it is actually, he's actually doing the right thing in that instance to some extent, um, even though a little bit, even though I'm sure a little bit is, playing politics and putting, you know, Democrats on, uh, on their head on the issue. Um, when you've got 10,000 migrants a day coming across the border, it's unsustainable for any state. It doesn't matter if it's Texas, California, you know, Alaska, whatever. Um, so if you really want to stop all this nonsense, you got to start coming up with sound policy. And it's just, right. it's not politically advantageous to do that it's better to bitch and complain and to blame the other guy and well it's ridiculous to me that if you ask if you listen to any of the the trump voters um coming out of the the primaries they'd be like what do you like about him they're like he's good on the economy he's gonna solve the border i'm like no that that, that's not how it works (laughs) do i I mean do like how a bill becomes a law like go back to do um uh, conjunction junction or, you know, like all those, yeah. like that's explained to people that like, yes, you, there are some executive powers that you can use to do things, but some of the stuff he tried in his first term was struck down by the Supreme court. Um, you, you write good policy, like you said. Um, and, and then the executive executes that in their interpreted way. Yeah. Um, sometimes, uh, and, so I don't know. You want to say something there? I think. You're no, I mean I think a lot. 
despite what a lot of people think, I, I think a lot of the problems under Trump, under Biden were the same problems that were under Trump. We still had migrants streaming, streaming across the border. Yes. I mean, yes, Trump put on sort of, you know, lipstick on a pig by being a little bit more flashy about how you know tough on illegal immigration he was, but it didn't solve anything. People were still here. Deportations are still happening now. It's not like it's not like Biden Biden's deported stopped. more more people than Trump. Yeah, I mean, it's not yeah. like it's not like deport deportations ever stopped. But you know, but that's not what you wouldn't think that with the way that a lot of Republicans speak about the issue these days. I mean, there um, is a it's it's I will say there's a total loophole. Where, you know, there's things like they don't – for families that come across that are seeking asylum, they don't mm-hmm. hold them. That's the, right. that's like the, the policy, right? Right. Um, and so uh, they release them. And now I think the, the return rate to hearings is quite high. Generally, mm-hmm. but at the same time, we should not have a policy that relies on families uh, voluntarily ter- returning. You know, they could just get lost in this country. It's it's just a bad policy, um, yeah. and so that does need to be dealt with. And 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 as long as that exists, there are going to be people who try to take advantage of it. There are going to be people who are influenced by. I think I heard there's like so-called travel agents who are telling people in, yeah. in, 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 that, that this is how you can get into America. They're selling it. And so we yeah. have to close that. Um, uh, I, I did want to go back to Abbott and I, 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 I don't agree. I don't agree that he's doing the right thing. I will do. I will agree that he's doing an effective thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so um, I, I think he has definitely been effective in messaging the seriousness of the issue. Yes. Um, uh, but I don't know that I would agree that it's the right thing. Um, and then he's also doing this stuff well with the, like he's creating unnecessary friction with the federal government as well with the, um, he's been borrowing border control from certain areas in, in uh, Texas um, where you know they, it's the law of the land says they they administer the borders, um, but uh, you know it, it's a, he is trying to get the most politically out of this while also taking some steps to to help his his state. I think the fact that he has turned the issue on its head for a lot of Democratic mayors and governors and states is the right thing to do because these states and I'll take our where we live Illinois these especially you know sanctuary cities like Chicago who spent a long time basically trying to say that people on the border or states on the border are inhospitable are outright racist and now are dealing who honestly be, who said those things because they were thousands of miles away from the border and didn't have to worry about this type of issue and I do think it is pretty freaking genius to send them to these cities because honestly, when you've got ten thousand, there are thirty. I think it's I think it's thirty five or thirty eight thousand migrants have been sent to Illinois. Um, a little more than that to New York. Uh, I think they've bust a total of a hundred thousand um, migrants since the summertime uh, to varying states, but Illinois and New York and California were the top three of those states. Um, 
but do you think it? But think about it on sort of the macro level. With ten thousand coming across the border in Texas every day, that thirty-five or thirty-eight thousand coming to Illinois is a drop in the bucket from what Texas has already been dealing with. And you've got Mayor Brandon Johnson losing his shit because he has to figure this stuff out. But you're a sanctuary city, and you your city spent years talking about how racist the southern states were and how inhospitable they were and how you told migrants for years come here we won't turn you over to the ice we won't do x y and z well and now they're here and now the communities are losing their minds the african-american community is sick and tired of brandon johnson prioritizing migrants over them when it comes to housing and resources um, and school and health care and all that so I do think that's pretty genius from that point, because these states that are away from the issue need to understand, need to properly understand it and pro- properly contextualize what is actually happening instead of playing this bullshit abstract game where they just get to call you a racist from 2000 miles away yeah, because I, you want to shut the border down. So having them understand this is not a Greg Abbott, and I'm getting tired of Brandon Johnson saying this, this is not a Greg Abbott problem. This is a president of the United States problem. I'm not going to say Joe Biden, but I will say it is a president of the United States problem and Congress, but for doing nothing for so long. Sure. I, I, again, I will say, I will agree with you that it is effective. And I think that, um, it has raised the issue and made it very salient for many people who thought it wasn't real before. Um, uh, I will not say it's right because I, I don't know if you heard the instance of um, when the bus drove to like I don't think it was Downers Grove it was somewhere outside. This one that went to like Rockford or something like that. No, this was a different. This was more closer to the oh, city. Okay. But they they pulled into a gas station. They told the migrants, "You're in Chicago," and made them all get out, um, and then <laughs> and then drove away. Yeah. So there was uh, it was like. It was like Bolingbrook or something like that. Yeah. That was and a nervous so, laugh I just made, by the way. That wasn't laughing like, oh, it's funny. <laughs> it was a nervous laugh. And and so like here you have these human beings who yeah. are completely uprooted and many of them are you know, I don't I'm sure some of them are trying to come here illegally or trying to but you know, and many of them will get turned away and go back home. But they're still human beings and they don't deserve to be left on a highway in outside of Chicago. Yeah. Um, but I see, I, I agree with what you're saying about the, um, the, the effectiveness of the, the campaign. Um, and but, it's going to be, it's, and it's, I mean, there's, I don't know if you, you're experiencing it in Oak park, but, um, oh, yeah. we have, we have, uh, migrants that outside our grocery store, we have my, mig- mm-hmm. I mean, when I go downtown, they're, they're there. Um, and so it's, it's something you see every day here. Oak Park is where I live is one of the first, was one of the first villages that was sent a couple bus, multiple bus loads from Chicago because they were, they didn't have room. So now we've got, I forget what the latest number is, but a lot of Venezuelan, uh, migrants and they are all they're doing now. They're, they're, they're selling candy in parking lots. They are panhandling on every corner in downtown Oak Park. Um, and it's sad. It's, I mean, it's just really sad. Um, families literally huddled together outside of, we have a, a mini or uh, urban target or mini target, whatever they call it. Um, and they're like a couple 
Venezuelan migrant fam- families, like a husband and wife and two kids just like huddled outside that thing with a sign, hoping that people are going to help them out. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they're wow. supposed to be out of the housing that's been set aside for them here. It, it's expiring. It's done at the end of February. There's no more money left. Um, so there's a hotel that they're in and uh, the YMCA. It's actually the YMCA where Brandon Johnson works out every morning because um, he lives nearby. Um, so it's well, I agree. I mean, the bus thing, I agree. I do think it's kind of cheap, cheap play that that city of Chicago is fining bus companies for bringing migrants up i think i understand you got to set rules in place and you have to have a place to take these people that's right but it it, that line of communication needs to be open somehow i don't know who needs to open it it's probably both of them both both brand johnson and well they don't i don't think governor abbott i think sometimes like sometimes they give them a heads up they're coming and sometimes they don't yeah um well and governor pritzker needs to be more i mean governor pritzker wants to be president one day he's been uh he's been pushing back on Brandon Johnson's handling of this. Yeah, he has, he has, but it's, you know, this is, you know, I, I've, it's the other dynamic of of Illinois politics. I've always found very interesting. It's, it's like two different States. It's the state of Chicago and the state of Illinois. And like Mm -hmm. the two of them don't want to step on each other's toes somehow. And well, that kind of, that bullshit's got to go away. Uh, They got to figure that out. Well, um, I think we did want to say, uh, you're, we want to have your friend Becky back on to talk about yes. this. Yes, we want to get Becky Talent be a, back on the back on the pod. She, a friend of the pod. She will. Um, I assume this will continue to be a major issue in this election year. So we will plan to have her um, coming. Hopefully, have her come back if she's willing. Uh, the other thing I would say is, um, yeah, who knows what type of experience she had the last time she was here? But um, <laughs> you know, it, it's been a few years, so maybe she'll maybe. Has it's, it been maybe that long? A, okay, and maybe it's um, smoothed over since then. Uh, the w- until then, till we have Becky, we'll have to see what happens. I mean, um, it, you know, we were talking before we came on that uh, James, like Langford, and is is coming to some terms around what a uh, what could be the most significant le- uh, immigration legislation in in thirty plus years, and he's yeah. getting he's getting censured by his party in Oklahoma for. Aiding, like, what was it like? Aiding and abetting the Democrats, or um, aiding like and that. abetting. <laughs> so God. my hope is not high that that uh, anything positive will get done on the issue because, much like I will say, much like abortion, this could be something like you know the dog that catches the car for the Republicans if they were to do. Maybe they maybe they learn from abortion. They're like, we don't actually want to solve it. We'd rather just uh, complain about it. Um, I mean, not all of. Republicans, but some of the ones in in positions that are more interested in preening than than governing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, there was the one the only thing I want to touch on is I know a lot of people have been bringing up this uh, troops to the border kind of thing. I know um, Governor Abbott the, his the border? to the southern border. Or, oh, okay. You know, Governor Abbott, he's dispatched, you know, some of the Texas Guard. Mm -hmm. Um, And then even Trump has said, I'll send troops to the border. This I want people at home to know that this is not a new idea. I've I heard stuff like this said when I when I worked for John McCain in 2000 for the Arizona border, because this has been an issue for that long and, you know, definitely longer. Um, The problem is, is that back then it was. George W. Bush and well, Bill Clinton and George George W. Bush, who would say that's not what their mission is. They're not trained to 
patrol a border for our own country and take people into custody like that. That's not what the military is for. I don't think we have that now. <laughs> I think too many people think that that's going to be a really good idea if they get elected president, um, i.e. our good friend, Donald Trump. Um, yeah. Uh, it's it's a mess. I, I think it would be nice. <clears throat> One thing I, I think we generally have counted on for making change in this country is is a crisis. So maybe this will be a crisis that actually um, uh, does result in some sort of meaningful change. You know, I think Biden is, is willing to negotiate on this and he's shown that he is. Um, and I think he realizes that he needs to because it's, it's, a, it's a huge problem. Um, and there's people out there who, because it's been messaged effectively, who may not have been worried about this before are now worried about yeah. it. So um, I don't know, maybe maybe we'll get somewhere. I'm not optimistic that we will though. No, I mean, I am, I've said this to some of my friends who are a lot hardliner. I'm a, I'm a pro immigration person, but I'm pro legal. And sure. is anyone pro, pro illegal? I, really? No. Well, I mean, and pro, but pro doing all of this in a, in a human, like you, you, how you said it, in a human way. I think that is, there is that lacking right now and has for a while. I mean, this is not, this is not a new issue. The gang of eight back in, uh, 2007 that included Barack Obama before he was president. They were very close. And then when Barack Obama uh, and John McCain were close to brokering a deal in the Senate, uh, Obama, he pulled out and tanked the whole thing because he wanted to use it as a campaign issue. And of course, nothing got done during his eight years in uh, the White House. Um, that I think that was the only time and Becky knows more about this and maybe we can get her to open up about it. But it, what I know of it is that was the only time John McCain ever thought low of Barack Obama was mm. when that, when he tanked that deal. Um, yeah. Cause they were really close. I mean, the white house was on board. The Senate was good to go. The house was in the right mm. place. They had all the right people um, all set to get this through. And it would have been a, you know, path to citizenship. Yeah. It would have been work visas, proper border security everything more, and more judges all that stuff and it just would have gotten Funding. it would have saw it would have solved i don't know if it would have solved every problem but it would have put us on a much better place than we are now um and but again it's a good political issue to use to demagogue yep. and um that's sad yep all right well um i i, I think that's a good catch-up for tonight that's a good catch-up for tonight we can do it again do you um, have anything else you want to t- chat about before we before we go? Any funny stories or any GOP <sighs> crazy of the week? Or oh, oh God, there I, I'm sure there's GOP crazy of the week. I, we haven't heard anything from Marjorie Taylor Greene in a while, have we? No, because she's like uh, she's the establishment now. So she is. That's uh, right. <laughs> um, she's not, she's just out there setting policies. Oh and, my God. Uh, oh the uh, the thing. Oh, speaking of the border, the the house. Uh, introduced articles of impeachment and Mayorkas, which I'm sure will help negotiations. Um, <laughs> that that will put everything on the right path. I yeah, think. right. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. Oh. Just another, um, you know, I don't, you can disagree. I mean, I don't even know. I haven't read them, but my, my understanding is articles of impeachment are for high crimes and misdemeanors. Yep. Um, and I don't know what laws he's actually broken, but, um, you know, uh, 
that doesn't seem to matter. Uh, it's more about that. Talk about posturing. Um, yeah. So I'm sure that will help. But um, do you want to hear what I'm into? I want to hear what you're into. So as uh, fans might might know, we, we like uh, the rewatchables from The Ringer. Oh, yeah. Correct. Oh, yeah. Um, have you ever followed the Prestige TV podcast where they kind of like talk about any um, I have they'll not. talk about like popular shows like they were doing recaps of Fargo recently. And um, yeah, but anyway, from from that, they have just released a new podcast called Did They Stick the Landing? I think that's what it's called. Sticking the Landing, Stick the Landing. And what it is, is it's essentially uh, reviewing the finales of great TV shows. And if they oh, yeah. managed, managed to end the show on a good pot, like a well, well done. And so the first two episodes they've done, the first one was Friday night lights. Oh, nice. And the second one was mad men. Awesome. Um, and so it's very entertaining. Those are both shows that I've, I really, really enjoy. Um, so yeah, if you, I don't know what, uh, what else is next, but, um, so far, the two episodes have been good, and I've been into that. Nice. Right on. Yeah. I like that. I'm going to check that out. I yeah, definitely think I'd enjoy the uh, Friday Night Lights one for sure. Yes. It was almost uh, two hours long. It was oh my uh, God. Ma- Mallory Rubin and Andy Greenwald who did that nice. one. Um, yeah. But they said Friday Night stuck to landing, which I agree with for the most part. Which is, well, and because they encountered a lot of issues with the writer's strike back then. And um, they did a very, they did much better in terms of tying up all the loose ends in a very short last season than any show has ever done, in my opinion. Um, And I do like how they sort of left it open um, that they could have, they could have come back. Yeah, well, it's just um, like, but still was able to close it all up. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I I agree with that. I totally think they stuck landing. Yeah. So anyway, that's what I'm into. What about yourself? I'm into basketball, playing basketball. Oh yes, tell us about this. Oh my god, How's I've your joined. Shot? I've joined. It's really. Uh, I got four points off it tonight. Okay. Um, I joined a men's league at um, St. Giles, the church that uh, my kids go to, the school. Um, but um, church I got married in, and it's a it's uh, twelve teams, seven guys on each team, four on four, play full court, but on the half, not on the not on the long. Um, I was told when I first signed up that it was like a tier four league, like, you know, just a bunch mm-hmm. of guys, like, cause it, it ranges from like young, younger guys, like early thirties, all the way to dudes like six. There's a guy that's like 60 in our league and he's been playing in this league for 30 something years. The league's been around for 42. Um, and, um, it benefits like charity. So each team represents a charity in the, in the area, in the local area. But um, so I get there and it's pretty intense. They're, like guys are like, it's of course it's on the, it's on the short court. So everything is a fast break. So it moves right. really quick. But I sit down and the guy who runs the league, he's like, so has anybody told you about this? And I'm like, no, nobody said a word. He's like, okay. So halftime is, uh, is once a team gets to 35 points. I was like, what? <laughs> and then he goes, and the winner is determined at 70. I go, what? <laughs> yeah. And he goes, there's That's two timeouts, but. He goes, there's two timeouts, but nobody ever takes them. I was like, oh, awesome. So we played. It's been good. Um, unfortunately, uh, we've played. We, tonight was our seventh game. We have had no subs for five of them. 
so I've played the entire games. Oh um, we did have a sub tonight. He showed up with about ten minutes left uh, because he was coming from he was coming from the airport. But um, the first game of the week, a, a buddy of mine, um, he blew out his patella tendon, and oh. I went over to see how he's doing. Oh, he was like, he, I was like, I was like, are you okay? And he showed he pulled the ice off his leg, and his kneecap was actually on the side of his leg. Oh my god! And I was like, oh my god! So does he? So does he have to get surgery? Yeah, he had surgery over Christmas okay. uh, break, and yep. um, he started rehab like two days later. Yeah, but he's he has said that he thinks he's never going to play in this league again because it's yeah, just got well, it's pretty. Intense. I'm never I'm never going to play basketball at that level again after tearing oh my, up my knee. So oh my um, god! But I am starting a soccer league next week. So um, I seriously, I take that. If you need a sub, let me know. I just I didn't want to commit and like not be able to show up every week. I think we have a keeper now, but okay. um, if we do need a, a sub or he's not, I'll let you know. So. Yeah, let me know. I will happily come um, and play. But that's what I'm into playing basketball, which I haven't done. I was telling, fun. I texted, I, uh, I texted Quinn, and I texted Quinn and Clay, you know, our buddies. So the summer after graduation from high school, we played Quinn, Clay, Nas, and Mayo, and I played basketball in my driveway every night. Awesome. We'd we'd go out we'd go out and like do our thing like go get dinner go see a movie or like meet up with people and have fun and then we'd inevitably end up back at my house at like ten o'clock and we'd play until like one of the oh morning. man that's so fun yeah I and I that. was in awesome shape I like we like and we went hard like playing it was it and so I was telling them like it, it didn't it's not like it's not like that but it was all I can think about when I play is those nights in that summer of ninety six um before we all left to go to college. It was awesome. Sounds like a Richard Mark song should be playing in the background. <laughs> yeah. I remember all <laughs> in this summer night. All right. Power let's, cord. Let's, let's close this shit up. All right. Well, thanks for listening, folks. If you want to follow us uh, on Twitter at Bros Politics, listen to us on Apple Podcast, uh, Amazon, and Spotify. And until then, we go to a casino. Go to the casino. See you, pal. Bye. What could possibly go?